This is a Track Sound soundtrack review of Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides by Hans Zimmer. This was a Walt Disney Records release in 2011. Low Tide, review by Christopher Coleman. With Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End in 2007, it was thought that the franchise had done its trilogical duty. True, the film itself was a convoluted mess but it delivered one of the most exhilarating film score experiences of the year, and so in that sense, the trilogy was concluding on a high note. Well, actually, there was another note on which the film proved successful. Let's call it nearly one billion worldwide notes. With all those notes in mind, when it was announced that Captain Jack would be back, it probably would have come as little surprise. But where would the franchise go from the end of the world? Four years later, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides would see the return of Jack Sparrow as well as composer Hans Zimmer. However, director Gore Verbinski would not be returning as the romantic tale of William Turner and Elizabeth Swan had come to an end. Instead, Captain Sparrow would now be the centerpiece of the story and this time director Rob Marshall would be calling the shots. The final result is a film that is more straightforward than its predecessors, but in fact too much so. This fourth foray into this famous world of Disney lacked much of the grandeur, attention to detail, and fun of the first three. A race for the mystical fountain of youth with the likes of Sparrow, Barbosa, and the famous Blackbeard would seem to provide a big enough splash, which is easily increased by a decent original score, into a tidal wave of a film. But as it turns out, On Stranger Tides is further evidence that the tide has been slowly receding since the closing credits of The Curse of the Black Pearl. Hans Zimmer returns to high seas hijinks, but this time his shipmates are the amazingly talented guitar duo of Rodrigo y Gabriela. To reflect the inclusion of the Spanish Armada and Sparrow's love interest, Angelica Teach, incorporating the duo was a brilliant call. Most unfortunately, their creative contributions largely go to waste, especially as heard in the film. The soundtrack release itself does offer a better sampling of their work, but as we'll look at later, it suffers from its own mix-ups and setbacks. Aside from the expected Jack Sparrow and Maine Pirates theme from the trilogy, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides is built upon three main thematic elements. The Angelica theme, the Mermaid's theme, and the Blackbeard theme. Interestingly, the best of these three themes gets the worst treatment in the film. We get low-mixed glimpses of Angelica's theme throughout the film, but if you want to hear what it could have or should have been, listen to this wonderful guitar-laden tango by Rodrigo y Gabriela in track two, Angelica. In Mermaid's, we are first reacquainted with a mystical vocal theme that was first introduced in At World's End in the track At Wit's End, before we get a full exposure to the haunting female chorus singing out what will be the oft-employed motif. Lastly, we have the film's seriously underutilized villain, Blackbeard. Bells toll, slow tempo, guttural brass, and male chorus clearly define Blackbeard's theme yet it can be distractingly similar to Zimmer's music for the Kraken from Dead Man's Chest. When it comes to the original soundtrack release, what makes On Stranger Tides an interesting listen is Rodrigo y Gabriela's contribution. 
In addition to the wonderfully delicious Angelica piece, we are treated to tracks like The Pirate That Should Not Be, South of Heaven's Chanting, and the superb Angry and Dead Again. It's more than a shame that the score as heard in the film failed to capitalize on the amount of life and character these pieces contain. Now this isn't to say that this soundtrack release is faultless. In fact, it has a defect that severely impacts my final rating. The inclusion of seven remix tracks is simply deplorable. Yes, there have been plenty of remixes of the pirate scores in the past, but those were relegated to albums of their own. Surely there was enough original score to fill a CD here. So the inclusion of such tracks for these remixes is a crime. One can only wonder if the combining of this amount of original score with this many remixes actually causes greater sales, with presumably the target audience widened. My guess would be a big, fat nay. Well, it seems clear that the tide is going out on the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. But with over $1 billion at the box office, who'd be surprised if there were another Pirates movie on the horizon? If we'd be subject to another adventure, let us hope that they're able to inject more of the Disney magic and adventure found in great supply in the first film. Also, let us hope, should Hans Zimmer and Guest return, that their subsequent score finds adequate representation in the final mix of the film and on the associated soundtrack release. It's hard to imagine that the tide could go out any further than it has here. On Stranger Tides is a rare case where the score that was apparently written for the film appears to have been much better than what actually ended up in the film. While simultaneously the soundtrack, which could have compensated for that error, ultimately fails with the overindulgence of subpar uninteresting remixes. As a result, my final rating likely doesn't reflect the quality of the score that was actually written for the film, but instead it reflects the shame that is its implementation and the neglect on the original soundtrack. My final rating for Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides by Hans Zimmer is a 5 out of 10. This is Christopher Coleman with TrackSounds.com.